everyone. Very excited on this new episode of Words, Images, and Worlds to be talking with comics creator Brian Box Brown. Brian, thank you for jumping in, joining, and rocking the very cool glasses as well. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I first discovered your work. A friend of mine gave me Tetris, and I really enjoyed your your exploration there. I love what you do in comics with exploring history uh, and nonfiction topics, as, as well as some fiction ones as well. And uh, went on to read Andre the Giant, uh, your book about Andy Kaufman, Is This Guy For Real? And, of course, most recently, The He-Man Effect, which changed the way that I viewed the 80s. Um, so <laughs> big appreciator of your work over here. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I always know I'm going to get something interesting and creative from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm curious uh, how you decided that comics were the space that you wanted to create in. Um, uh, I couldn't really get from here to there with uh, prose. I, I think I started trying to write fiction and... Um, I just couldn't get from the beginning to the end. There's something about drawing the pictures that helps me like get all the way through from from start to finish, uh, which was something I, I couldn't do. I'd always get lost uh, trying to write. I'd get stuck. I'd, uh, I'd not know where to go. But something somehow with comics, like the drawing just makes it makes it easier or makes it I don't know. The drawings know where to go sometimes when the words fail you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And uh, your work, you, you pull in a lot of research and um, basis in facts. Uh, I'm curious about uh, what you would want to share with listeners about the He-Man effect, including any kind of research process that, that went into that, because I imagine there were interviews and other things that were part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, uh, so I interviewed a bunch of people um, involved, you know, children's television activists, historians, and things like that. Um, trying to think, you know, the, the guy who runs um, He-Man Con, Power Con, I think it's called. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, other other um, authors, I you know, talking with... Um, uh, some Mattel executives uh, was able to, you know, talk with them a little or email with them a little bit back and forth. Um, uh, but, you know, this is a lot of stuff that I was just interested in a lot. Of, some of it, um, some of it is pulled from the and I would recommend checking this out. The um, the parts about Bernays, a lot of them um, came from. The Century of Self, which is a four-part document, BBC documentary mm -hmm. um, by Adam Curtis. Uh, it's really uh, interesting. His work's really always like mind-blowing type stuff. Um, so yeah, his uh, you know that was really uh, you know part of the research as well. Um, you know, uh, researching and going back and and looking at the old toys um which was really my favorite part of making the book was getting to draw the old characters and stuff like that yeah um, 
Um, just so much. There's just so the research process is like exhaustive, um, and just to try to find finding everything. There's just so much. There's even the the bibliography is just a partial bibliography because there's still like there it would be like two hundred pages long to, <laughs> to keep the entire thing in there. Yeah. Yeah, but the, there's an interesting connection there too in topics with um, Child Star being about mm. children's television and this book yeah. as well. So almost a fiction nonfiction kind of companion. Yeah, um, a lot of you know stuff that I watched when I was a kid. I mean, <laughs> um, actually, those two things were on like one after another. I think um, because you know you'd watch a bunch of cartoons after school and then it would roll right into old sitcoms from the, from the earlier 80s and the late 70s mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. it was like different strokes facts of life um what's happening uh all those types of shows and it, then of course you know later on the sitcoms you know got mr belvedere and it was just like a weird you know i didn't realize it really realize it but the sitcom kind of had a renaissance in the eighties. Like it kind of like uh, uh, gone away for a little while and it, because the sitcom was how the TV began. Like the, the first TV shows were sitcoms kind of uh, Ozzie and Harriet and stuff like that. Like this family sitcom situation. And uh, you know, and then they disappeared for a while. I guess they were out of fashion for a while and then there was you know this renaissance in the 80s with uh really they you know with cosby show they said and, and family ties and then there was growing pains it was like this regular they went like back to basics kind of um yeah but anyway this is all stuff that i'm interested in like i watched 80s stuff all the time like find myself watching um phil donahue on youtube all the time Uh (laughs) which is like uh, to me it's a travesty that there's not like a there's no place to go to watch like the complete donahue yeah (laughs) like it's just like it should be on max right like yeah it's like 30 years long of (laughs) of all these weird you know he 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 broached a lot of interesting topics um for the time period and and uh even though like the you know, and and Oprah kind of like did it, took the took the format, and mm-hmm. and went further with it than he did, um, but that was like his show. And then there was you know Jerry Springer, which was kind of like a parody of of Phil Donahue. But um, to me, I think that's like one of my favorite favorite '80s shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, talk about looking at something for some creative inspiration like the the number of things that you could pull out of that show alone i'm sure it's amazing yeah oh my god it's amazing (laughs) and notice it to me the uh this is i'm sure like off topic because i'm not not talking about comics at all but it's cool to me the the ending of that show when they would have the audience ask questions yeah that that those questions are basically like the comment section under under any like article (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah, there's like people that didn't even really read the article and have a bunch of stuff to say. They just go kind of on a rant. That's kind of like what everybody's comments <laughs> commentary is like at the end. It's very funny. Like you were sitting there thinking this the entire time. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I, well, from from Tetris to Andre the Giant uh, to Cannabis to the He-Man effect and uh, many other places in between. I'm I'm curious about how you uh, kind of select the the next projects and kind of filter them out. Well, I, guess, I mean, you know, um, it's hard to say. I mean, for a while it was um, kind of easy, and now it's kind of getting. little bit tough to um to come up with something that's worthwhile um you know I, I think i was on a on a uh on a on a roll for a while and things have slowed down a little so like right now i'm not really working on i, I have a comic strip that i do but i'm not really working on another non-fiction book at the moment I, i'm working on a fiction book um uh very very slowly But uh, I don't have a nonfiction project right now. So um, I feel like I come up with ideas all the time, but it's hard. It's hard to get, you know, publishers to play ball at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's good that you have like the strip as an outlet, fiction as an outlet, lots of, lots of creative um, spaces. And I mean, the comic strip has its own demands with like that Yeah. regular routine kind of thing. Yeah. You know, if I could do um if I could do that just the comic strip, I would be so happy. I Yeah. would do it every day though, or like every, more often. And um I like it. I like having that regular routine. I never cuz I hadn't done a comic strip in a long time. And um I just started I started doing this one 3 years ago and it's a definitely a different experience because you get to interact with your fan base just so often. Whereas like when you're working on a book, you kind of like uh, go off into a cave for a couple of years and then come out. Oh, I found that I got it. And then, then you get to interact with your readership about it a little bit, but uh, it's not the same as with the weekly strip. I get to talk to readers every day, every week. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is fun and interesting, and um, you know, it 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 uh, you know, it fuels you a little bit to hear when people have read your stuff that you forget, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean talking about the like being in the cave and then getting out it's like the it's like the play-doh thing it's like oh i've been down here a while and then you come back and it's like i found this guys look at this Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've done this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of work. It's not, uh, it is not uh, for the faint of heart to make these books like this. It's, uh, it's, it ends up, you know, taking a really, really long time and it's slow moving. You get to this point halfway through it where you're like, oh, I'm never going to finish this. Like, there's still, I already, I'm only halfway done and I've already, You know, I have to do it all over again. Um, um, and, uh, but, you know, you just keep chopping away at it and eventually the momentum picks up again later on when, when you start to get closer to the ending, then you're, you get excited, more excited about it. And, um, you, you get that excitement back that you had when you started it, <laughs> but there's this part in the, in the middle, um, <laughs> There's this part in the middle that that can be uh, where that's when you're doing the real work. Yeah. Yeah.
um, well, well, curious about the places where people can go um, to check out the comic strip, to check out um, work that you're doing and uh, updates and all of those kind of things. So I update the comic strip most um, every Tuesday on Instagram, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, on my the Box Brown Instagram page, um, and it also has a a Patreon, which I would ask everybody to go subscribe to. Um, but uh, also, um, you know, I'm on I'm on Twitter still, and uh, on uh, Blue Sky still. Uh, but the comic also runs on. Um, the Comics Kingdom website, um, as well as it runs weekly in the Tucson Weekly, which is cool. It's like a, I'm like doing this '90s uh, alt weekly, <laughs> way late in the into 2020s. Um, so yeah, you can see that, and it updates every week, and uh, it's uh, it's about cannabis legalization, mm -hmm. um, and uh. My favorite thing at this point is is um, when there's two people get into an argument in the comment section, uh, <laughs> and it lasts. That sometimes the the argument will last like the whole week. Like they'll just keep going back and forth, <laughs> talking trash to each other. Um, I used to like really go in and police all that stuff and be like, no fighting, whatever. Mm -hmm. But now it's, there's just like too many comments and stuff, and I just sit back and watch like everybody else kind of and just kind of make sure no one says anything that's like all right i gotta go you know super offensive that i have to delete off the page because it's but i also like the idea that people are not necessarily fighting with each other but having that the, the strip is provoking conversation yeah yeah but that's that's what art should do right everybody should yeah. get involved in the conversation and Maybe not, maybe not fight, but maybe a robust conversation. So yeah, yeah. passionate discussion. <laughs> That's, right. Yeah. That's right. Well, well, very cool that you get to follow along with the comments too. Uh, that kind of rewards you in the process, and you get to see the response. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird, like because you go through this period of time where it's, the comments are can be hurtful mm -hmm. or whatever, or you're just like so sensitive about everything. But um, I've lately been been a bit trying to be a bit um take a step back a little bit and not kind of not take everything completely personally let people just kind of like discuss the ideas mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. comic without without personally thinking that they're attacking the comic or if they're talking about an idea in it or something like that yeah um but true yeah now i'm at a point where i like it i like it i like the conversation yeah yeah love that love that um well brian did we miss anything in the interview that you want to make sure to share i promised you a brief talk oh. no no that's okay i think i think uh oh yeah yeah nothing else all right all right well i'm glad you're out there starting conversations and making art uh and as i said at the beginning i always know when i'm seeing your your name on a work i'm going to get something interesting and creative so looking forward to the work that's on the way as well okay that's great thank you so much <laughs> all right thank you